This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. The one thing that I respect about this generation of anime uh, production is that, like, I, you know, I grew up in the 80s. Uh, with you know, Voltron and 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 uh, what is that? And some of the other stuff like um, Speed Racer and all these stuff before the term anime was actually a thing, mm-hmm. which became a thing during the late nineties in 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 the U.S. Um, and the it's not the actor's fault; it is the writing of it. It didn't work, and they were trying their best, and they didn't understand the culture too much, but. Credit to this generation because it is far and away evolved in so greatly. And the ADR aspect of it is the best part about it because they, they you guys managed to do it while also respecting the culture and also maybe making it to localize for us. And it just, it, it's not an easy task. Because <laughs> yeah, you're never going to make everybody happy, but it's also no. like, do you want it to sync or do you want like speed racer dubbing? You know, if you wanted to sing, we got to change some words around because English and Japanese are very different languages. And exactly, it's be shorter or this pauses in a weird spot. And we have to make it pause in a natural place for an English speaker, you right? Know, or yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things like that. And it's, I think dubbing it, it, it's it's bizarre to me that people are still having arguments about dubs versus subs because I'm like, it's, it's ridiculous. Dubs are dubs have gotten so much better. And also, so, here's the pretentious part that I believe. And I've actually had somebody in, on my show from Japan once, and she clearly, she's bilingual. She, she, she knows uh, she's fluent in Japanese as well as English. She is her, she herself has said that she's enjoyed a lot of the English dub better than the, some of the Japanese dub. And it brought me to, the reason why I brought her in is because the, the misconception that people have, the, I call them the anime uppity community. <laughs> Basically, those are people who claim that they love the subs more than the dubs, but they don't know a lick of Japanese. Not elementary, not advanced, nothing. They don't, they, what they know is reading. <laughs> and like, if you took those, if you took those subtitles away, you wouldn't even know what is it considered a good performance or a bad performance. That's my thing is I'm like, you're not Japanese. You don't know like if that's a good actor or not. You think you're good, but they might be Japanese people might watch it and be like, this mother, this, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm there. Like, I'm there with you. They're like this guy. Like it's like the cheesiest. Like he might be like, ha ha, I am acting. You know, I'm like, but here we're like, gosh, they're so brilliant. It's like exactly. I've heard I, it, it. It burns me. It, it pisses me off every single time. I I hear this online. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG presents Talk Time Live. Believe it. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. 
but no faith is empty. I state the course, though my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy, it's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games, that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. This is Thanksgiving week, and I am doing a Monday show rather than a Sunday show, mostly because I was with my wife who was running the Philly Marathon, and that took all energy out of me. Not to mention, I only got three hours of sleep prior to, and I still had to go down there to support her and even get some film footage and then come back home and do some editing and all this stuff. And I was drained. I was drained, um, like unconditionally. So I decided I was going to do it on Monday. Plus I need to gather all the notes that I could on the things that I wanted to talk about. So I need, I just needed my energy back. I am fully rejuvenated at this point. And, uh, we're going to talk about some things, um, not too much going on. You know, it's tired. It's, it's really winding down to the holidays. Like I said, this is Thanksgiving week and I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the Turkey. I'm ready for all that. Like, especially the Harry and Davis Turkey, which came on time this year, along with all the stuff. So shout out to Harry and Davis out there. Like, trust me, like I've had Turkey before from other people. No offense to my family. It's been around and you know did the turkey thing and they do it really good but i don't know what the hell is about harry and davis turkey but man it's dope if you can get it get it it is fantastic but um and then and the luxury of being able to cook my own turkey there's, there's some badge of honor that's going on here i like an achievement unlocked for that but i will say this um i hope everybody has a great week whether you were friends family or even your loved ones you know right next to you i hope you guys enjoy it and really understand what it is to be thankful, especially in this damn country, because I feel like everybody's entitled these days um, and, and don't realize how great we got it. You know how great it is that we are able to live the way we live, do what we do. And we just celebrated Ver Veterans Day, too. And like even right now, you know, shout out to all the vets out there who help make us the uh, give us the opportunity to do what we want in this country. So, I mean, like, you like I'm, I'm not a military dude like that but i do understand that these people make a choice to sacrifice what they do to get out there you know what i mean this is not call of duty this is like real life stuff that really can affect them majorly and we don't we take that for granted so you know thank you to everybody who truly defended my right to actually you know do this show you know do the things that i do enjoy everything that i do so and i am thankful for it i'm thankful for all of you who are listening to this show right now i am thankful to be able to enjoy anime and comics and movies and games and have the people on the show to talk about it including amanda c miller who was just on the show last week to talk about naruto cross baruto ultimate ninja connections which is out right now and uh, i will be reviewing that on black friday mind you 
so uh get ready to that if you need something to listen to while you're going out to get naruto cross Barto ultimate ninja storm connections at a GameStop or whatever like that along with other things you know you'll have that right there so i'll give you my um you know my thoughts on that game and whatever if you you know AR are a fan of you know naruto ultimate ninja storm games you know you know pretty much to expect but there's some things that you may not know about this one and there's some things that you may want to check out so stay tuned for that and much much more but thank you amanda it was awesome as always to talk to her and we got to talk and just sit back and relax and talk about a lot of things going on in her world including you know the sag after strike situation which was a lot of fun to talk about um subs versus dubs we got into that conversation i'm really glad we got into that conversation because i got a really good you know soundbite from her with that one and um if you haven't checked it out go ahead I'm, I'm just surprised that we still have that conversation and so does she so we we got down on it and we talked about what we thought about it from there so and as well we talked about baruto and naruto in the game and everything too so check it out it's an awesome interview always a pleasure to have amanda there. there's things like this a fourth time she's on the show so i mean granted it's just it's it's a, it's i'm so thankful I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the word again thankful that i had these opportunities to do this and i will say like i i tend to always feel like i don't know why this happened but a lot of it stems from the amount of effort and passion i put into this show and put into the acmg brand and it, it's it's that speaks volumes and to everybody who's ever supported me and and that's including the guests um that has ever been on a show multiple times mind you thank you thank you for believing in me thank you for seeing something in this show i am very thankful for that and trust me i'm telling you i don't i don't take it for granted at all i am i very much am a forever student loving to learn from you guys uh, and I hope our listeners, all you listeners and viewers of the uh, interviews do too. And again, this interview is available on TalkTimeLive.com along with all of our interviews from some of um, the brightest and best in the world of our favorite fandom. So go out of your way to check it out right there. But this episode right now, we are going to talk about some new trailers that have come out, uh, some thoughts on some casting-ish uh, situations that... Uh, Eh, well, we'll get down to that in the world of Marvel uh, Studios. And it's just rumor. So we'll just talk about that. Uh, some new things coming in the world of AE AEW games. And on our talk topic, been waiting for this. This was my month, my monthly focus this uh, for November. I'm very thankful for Netflix for this because somebody came up with the idea of bringing back Scott Pilgrim and doing so in anime form. And bringing back the entire i mean the entire cast um like no joke the entire cast like everybody who's a name that was on that movie is in this series and we're gonna talk about it i'm gonna get my thoughts because scout pilgrim takes off absolutely did but not in the way that you think and they threw some you know they threw some um some wrenches in the cog if you will in, in terms of the narrative so we're going to talk about that and how they put that down and put it together and uh see what i thought about that so i think i've said enough in this point and uh let's get to it let's not waste any more time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg 
right, folks. So like I said, there's not a lot of news going on last week and the, and the stuff that stood out was actually pretty big. So uh, most of it was trailer. So we're going to talk about two trailers right now, and then we're going to give some other uh, thoughts on a casting. All of this is Marvel based. Everything, mostly everything except for the video game news is Marvel based. So let's get started with that. Let's start with the big announcement last week. I think probably the biggest surprise and the biggest announcement last week that came out of Marvel Studios is the announcement that season two of Marvel's What If is coming this year. Actually, next month, mind you. And they even gave us an even bigger surprise within it. And I'll give my thoughts on why the surprise was given. So, I, you know, just my theory on it, but we'll go here from there. So let's talk about it. The new trailer for season two of What If has arrived. They released it last week. And man, is there a lot to look forward to. So I'm gonna run down everything that I saw in the trailer, get my thoughts in there, but we'll, we'll take it from there. So we start off the trailer as we see a Quinjet piloted by Marvel, not Captain Marvel, Marvel, as in the female marvel from the movie bucky the winter soldier and a young hank pym flying towards a carnival site where a where we see a kid with a tele with some sort of telekinetic uh powers and the ability to produce energy blasts from his hand very dangerous kid uh we don't know if this kid is inhuman or mutant we don't know we'll see uh the three are also joined by king tachaka so already the fact that marvel is still alive and king t'chaka is still alive just automatically this is a whole nother universe going on here so you got that going on and also another character with the same ability as um ant-man or hank pym and it looks like if i'm correct because we'll still uh, see a later clip that it could be in fact goliath um that is joined in here which is awesome that means it's a possibility that Lawrence Fishburne is going to be reprising the role and doing the voice for Goliath as well in this episode so we'll see I hope he does he I don't think he would help back on doing a um a voice role for this series and I hope so because he has the dopest voice for voiceovers ever like people forget he was the silver surfer <laughs> in in the Fantastic Four um you know film I thought that was probably one of the most awesome parts of that film was Lawrence Fishburne playing the Silver Surfer. Man, I I really think they dropped the ball on doing that, uh, doing a third movie for that because, uh, because, well, because people bitched and moaned about the Galactus Cloud. If you took the Galactus Cloud out, everything else in the movie was funny. Everything in the movie was exciting, was awesome. Nobody complained until the very end. Like, I hate the idea that something gets completely damned because of one little thing in a movie but the rest of the movie was great like I, I remember, folks i was in the theater for you know fantastic four rise of the silver surfer and people were cracking up people were excited people were you know enjoying themselves not now they did get quiet when that galactus cloud came in but other than that <laughs> other than that it was like people enjoyed it so it's like i can't you got the vocal minority who just want to crap on the whole entire thing based on one little ish you know i don't know it just, it just seems petty it seems cherry picking petty to me so but i digress let's continue with the trailer we then hear the watcher as we see hella appears from darkness we see uh nebula not the version from the second episode where t'challa is star lord with the hair no we see um 
Nebula, as we see, as we recognize her currently, preparing for an encounter with a with the powerful Asgardian. Um, we then see the return of Peggy Carter, not Captain Carter at this, from this point of the trailer, but Peggy Carter um, along with Howard Stark, Hank Pym, T'Chaka, and Marvel. So it looks like this version of Peggy Carter and Hank's uh, and Howard Stark are the founding members of Shield for this so that's going to be interesting to see where that comes along with that because it, it's like the older version of peggy carter like what we saw in the flashback on ant-man and also um howard stark so that's interesting and again this is looks like it's the same episode where we saw marvell and tachaka and and goliath because also goliath is there as well without the helmet which tells me it is you know lawrence fishburne's uh character in there so we had that we also see uh other scenes that show up to be that looks like to be a dragon possibly fin fame uh fang foom or a just a dragon from the uh shang chi um that you know that that village that they're in so uh, that could be it uh but we also see the scarlet witch as well in here too so that's going to be interesting another show um another scene in the trailer uh, shows the Marvel heroes in a post-apocalyptic, like apocalyptic world death match, um, like not even a death match, a death race, I should say, a la Mad Max. And funny little part of that, we see the Grandmaster reprised uh, by Jeff Goldblum, who sees an immortalized statue of him, and he winks at it, and somehow the statue winks back, or it just glimmers as if it's winking back at him. We also uh, see an appearance of Ego in here, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, we then see Sue Winwu, the AKA the Mandarin, quote unquote, uh, with the Ten Rings fighting off against Odin. That is going to be interesting. Uh, we see Thanos facing against Captain America from the scene in Infinity War, so there may be a what if, you know, Captain America may have gotten the Infinity Stones or whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> they left a lot to a lot to be uh anticipated by with this uh trailer it was a really awesome trailer if you haven't seen it already as well as the return of dr strange who is in search of a new hero now this dr strange very interesting it looks like the dr strange from uh season one of what if uh he has the really dark you know clouded eyes if you will um he looks like the same one that was trying to you know that just absorbed everything every dark power and magic so i don't know if he if this is the same one or is this another dimension version because we also seen another version of that in um in multiverse of madness as well so it, it just could be the same one or this could be a total different one i always thought the one from multiverse of madness was the one from the from what if and they didn't really clarify that um so but they, they, he ended up dying anyway so i don't think that's him so that's interesting but this new hero is even more interesting a native uh indian female i don't know if she's native american i can't say native american because this is a whole new this whole new world dimension but a native indian female with special powers that may be centered around the focus maybe the center fo focus i should say of this uh season's multiverse issue uh i don't know what her powers is now she is said to be a brand new character not even in the comic book universe they're creating a brand new character from the marvel cinematic universe but no doubt she will also probably later on make her debut 
on the Marvel Comics series, uh, some form or fashion. So, but she is said to play a major role in here. And I've heard them talk about this uh, ages ago. And they said they were going to do this. Now we see it. Um, and it's, she looks awesome. She looks absolutely awesome. I'm looking forward to see how she plays in. It looks like she can create portals or maybe able to control multiverses like Miss America to some extent. Or America, um, not Miss America, um, America Chavez. Oh no, it's a Miss, they, she calls herself Miss America on the, in the comics, I believe. But America Chavez also has that ability, if you guys remember from, you know, the comics or Multiverse of Madness. So she may have that same type of ability. We also seen the return of Eric Killmonger. So I don't know if Michael B. Jordan is going to be back. I hope he is because whenever he's on, it is so awesome when he's playing that role and that character. Um, he never disappoints. And C Captain Carter's back. So we're seeing two different Peggy Carters. Um, Haley Atwell uh, looks like to be coming back as well. She has to. Like, she she this this role made her. <laughs> I mean, at least for America. I don't know about the UK or whatever like that, but like she was extremely well known because of the Peggy Carter character. And, you know, she is every bit as, you know, inspirational as, you know, Steve Rogers uh, himself. And I look, I remember when they canceled that series, you know, they, they clipped it because for unknown reasons, but it left it with a nasty cliffhanger. In my opinion, we never got to see her form shield. Now, granted, they did make up for it in Endgame. We did get to see, you know, some closure with the characters in Endgame. But what we never got to see is the true formation of S.H.I.E.L.D. with her and Howard. Um, and by the way, the the, uh, the Peggy Carter, the Agent Carter series was phenomenal. It was fantastic. And I love what, how they portrayed her. Like, it was superhero Miss, Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, love both of those shows, by the way. And I thought with how they portrayed her, how they did her was great in the in the series um her love interest was awesome in the series i thought it was just really an awesome awesome job and then also see that's the part where i always say and i hate to get off track on this but this is the part where i always say i hate when they try to take they, they claim that they try to take out um ages of shield and claim that it's not canon to the marvel cinema you can't do that it's no it, it's impossible because i just remember that agent Sosa from Peggy from uh, Peggy Carter is connected to Agents of Shield. They took him out of time, and now he ends up dating um, uh, Quake. Agent Carter is connected to the same timeline as Steve Rogers. How are they talking about they're going to cut? No, do not listen to them when they say Agents of Shield. I don't even know if they're still saying it because they. They have to look back at that series and like, that's a that's the dumbest thing we could ever say. Is Agents of Shield is no longer connected to the uh, Marvel Cinematic? You can't even say that it's another universe. It's way too involved with the with the six one six. Entirely too involved. Like, no, nah, y'all y'all screwed up. Like I can I can see Superman and Lois separating themselves because I think they fixed it, they fixed that up to make it like separate from the whole thing. But Agents of Shield is way too, way, 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 way too deep. 
way too deep to be to say that they separated from that so no i don't even want to hear it okay so at the end of the trailer we do see darcy uh, re uh reprised by um cat dennings so happy about that and the uh she's on the phone she's coming out of a store and she's on the phone with uh happy hogan um and and, and uh Karis reprised by john fabro thank goodness and he is apparently in an air vent a la mclean from Die Hard, and that's how it starts but the biggest surprise of this trailer is the announcement that not only will it arrive on december 22nd but all nine episodes will be released daily from that point on so this is awesome this is absolutely awesome this is a big surprise a great surprise so starting friday it looks like it's starting friday now when they say daily i don't know if they mean like saturday sunday either i don't know if it's business days or whatnot but they said daily every single day and i you know it could be every single business day but they said every single day a new episode is going to come uh come out so it, it premieres friday december 22nd and one two three four six seven eight nine it's going to be like from friday to saturday the 30th it looks like so we're getting a brand new episode every single day instead of waiting week by week um thank you for the generous gift it is absolutely generous and the response from fans have been absolutely incredible it which is here's which tells me two things there are people there there are non-fans out there who are trying to throw shade on marvel of the recent marvel landscape mostly because they're doing something that they've been doing for generations and that's basically bring inclusion into the world and when i say inclusion i mean like you know a black hero a female black hero a female hero you know a lgbtqia hero like people act like this is like this is new and they say this is the, the woke thing which i think is ridiculous and we talked about that so i'm not going to get into that situation but i will say this that like marvel's been quote unquote woke if you will because you guys don't really understand what the origin of that term really is from it's not political it's informative i will say that um 1963 1963 is when the x-men was formed 1963 stanley steve dicko you know jack kirby all those guys um they put together comics that really put focus on things that were going on during that time which is very similar to what's going on now you know they the, the x-men was clearly based on the civil rights movement it was clearly race uh, based on the racism of that time and charles xavier and magneto were based on two of the biggest charismatic leaders of our time malcolm x and martin dr martin luther king and they the mutants are fictional versions of black people during that time and they use mutants to cloak the uh understanding and tell the narrative of why racism is bad why hating people for just for being different is bad 
that's been Marvel from the jump. Marvel has been like that from the jump. They've been allies from the jump. Yes, folks, two Jewish creators created inclusion. They created Black Panther. You know, like it's it's you, you can't hate on them. You can't hate on the idea that what Marvel's doing right now because they've been doing it since the 60s. So yes, bring on the Marvels, bring on this new hero, bring them all on because we're creating great stories out of this. And it, it, it's just, it just, it boggles me. It boggles me that, uh, that people are like, get upset whenever like a new hero, that's not a white male, <laughs> you know, or just a male period get some shine. It, it just, it, I don't understand the deal. It's like, do, do, do guys like women anywhere? What's going on around here? Like, why are you so threatened by a powerful female? I don't know. Maybe it's because I grew up with strong women in, uh, in my world. I don't know. That's, that's the thing. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you folks. But what I will say is that like, the other thing is a lot of people thought that like people like the, 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 the superhero fatigue with that BS has been a thing, but we see the trailer for echo. We saw a trailer for, um, we saw a trailer for, for what if, and people got majorly excited for those. So it is not, it's not superhero fatigue. It's a matter of just having narratives that make sense and, and, and exciting things about it. If you make it exciting, if the story is exciting, people are going to be excited for it. That's just it. There's no such thing. Um, you know, the same thing can be said about like reality shows, but people find a way to still like them for some reason. And those who are going to crap on it probably didn't like it in the first place. And they just want to see everything fall. And to those people, I say you desperately need to get help in the worst way. <laughs> like I'm talking therapeutic help. So just, you know, y'all need to chill out with all that. Seriously. Um, other than that, I am excited every day of the week. That is awesome. So I'm looking forward to that and much, much more. So another trailer that I'm very interested in, not looking for, I'm partially looking forward to intrigued, if you will, <coughs> excuse me, Madam Webb. We just got our first, um, look at Madam Webb and I was, I knew this movie was coming out. I didn't know, um, I didn't know when it was coming out and how it was going to come out or whatnot. And, um, was not expecting that. And, and Dakota Johnson, I didn't know she was going to be Madam Webb. I was thinking they were going to look for somebody a little bit older, but this is supposed to be the origin story and she's supposed to be a little bit younger. So I guess this makes sense how the timelines are going to work. It's going to be interesting as well. So, um, I mean, you know, I, I'm after looking at the trailer i am intrigued because it is involved with the uh spider version all this stuff and it's connected to everything um sydney sweeney from um you know the ever popular sydney sweeney is playing one of my favorite um comic book characters the second version of spider woman the spider woman from secret wars with the symbiote and that's going to be interesting because i don't know if she actually will have the symbiote uh, suit she i mean she's wearing a suit that looks like the symbiote suit but i don't know if it's actually going to be the symbiote suit so i don't know if they're playing into that because people she was the other person who had a symbiote but they didn't really play on that like you know peter parker had 
you know, the suit. But Julia Carpenter also had the suit when she was in Secret Wars 2. Not, well, not Secret Wars 2. I mean, the first Secret Wars. And they, she had very similar abilities that, that um, then uh, Parker and Eddie Brock had, including some, like, sonic power ability or whatever, so, which seems to be she has in here. So in the trailer, we find Cassandra Webb, played by Dakota Johnson, going into a diner to save three girls uh, from death at the hands of a killer dressed similarly to Spider-Man, but he's just deadly. And those three people are, like I said, Sydney Sweeney. Um, I believe the other one is uh, Celesta O'Connor. Uh, O'Connor, I can't remember where I've seen her from. Um, and what is the other one? Who's the other one in here? I believe um, Isabella Reset, who plays Anya Corazon. Um, I believe those are the three that we were seeing in the trailer. So Cassandra tries to stop him, but to no avail, he instantly takes out, takes her out and takes the uh, other three with ease. Um, he also, he has very similar abilities to Spider-Man. He could climb up walls and all this stuff and do all types of things. And then suddenly we just see a blur and we see Cassandra back in front of the diner as she realized that she just, you know, foreseen the future of the, of the incident. We then see her as a paramedic trying to save, uh, another person from a dread, um, from a falling car off the cliff of a bridge. She is joined by her partner who happens to be none other than Ben Parker. This is when things kind of get weird for me because Ben Parker played by Adam Scott from uh, uh, Parks and Recreation is playing a young Ben Parker. So am I to understand that this may be a prequel to everything that's going on right now? That that's I, I just I feel like that's what's going on here because Ben Parker and Mary Parker is alive and Mary Parker I believe is Peter's mom Ben Parker is um his uncle so this may be a prequel to everything going on which is why Dakota Johnson um Madam Webb is so young because by the time they get to Peter's age she should be older so that kind of makes sense to what's going on there uh, so it, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be very interesting. So, although they saved the man, uh, she did not fare well as she fell. She, uh, gets trapped into the falling car, ends up in the bottom of the ocean at some point. And then all of a sudden we do see her being saved by Ben from, uh, from the life threatening accident. She gained telepathic abilities apparently through this. So something happened during the time when she was underground. From there so i mean it it leaves you wondering what the hell happened here and that's the intrigue of the trailer they did a good job with that in another scene we see her enter a train uh cart where once again the man in the spider suit this time dressed in normal clothing attacked the same girls in uh, at the diner uh but we learn that this is another foresight from cassandra which helps her save the girls des uh destined the, the three destined women uh from the clutches of this guy. And they, they somehow start to realize that there's a connection between them. The four women end up hiding in a forest as Cassandra tries to explain to her what's going on and why she has this ability to see the future or whatnot. The three girls begin to recognize her from different occasions. 
she explains to them that the person who has been searching to kill all of them is a man known as Ezekiel Sims. <coughs> now, I am a Spider-Man fan of the 90s. And eventually I do jump back in every so often. Um, the biggest thing that I remember jumping in for Spider-Man was like all superior Spider-Man, which was really awesome. When, when Doc Ock took over, um, you know, Spider-Man's body and became Spider-Man. That was the last big saga that I stuck on, but I didn't stick around for any of the other stuff. Um, and I know they went so many different directions. I did. I was around when Silk came out and I love that Silk uh situation with him and her and peter um because they just could not stop banging each other they had a connection of some sort from that point so i thought that was hilarious i love those two together and i was like all right if mj's not gonna be with him silk i'm loving silk i'm loving Silk, but they never did somehow they just never did and i think he's back with mj i don't know what the hell's going on with with the world right now with uh peter and the uh comic book world right now but i do i did learn about ezekiel sims and how he plays a factor into the spider-verse and learning that spider-man may not have actually gotten his powers from a spider bite it may have just awakened it he might have already had it and everybody who has similar spider powers or whatnot in in the multiverse may have all have some bigger connection to this whole thing so they have expanded the Spider-Man universe to something I have I can't even fathom right now. Like I gotta go back and do some deep research on um Ezekiel Sims and everything like that to that nature and you know stuff. Maybe I need to go back and start start watching comic books, um comics explained again. Cause I haven't been watching that in a while. But um I'm pretty sure my man he got it down pat. Like, God, he's like the that dude is like the um He's, he's like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of comic books. <laughs> I mean, honestly, seriously, like that dude is dope. I'll give him credit. He, he does what we all should be doing in terms of like really talking about, we know, knowing what we talk about. He actually reads and research. Like he does it so we can't, but he does it in a way that we should be intrigued to want to read the actual books. There was a, he's, he's, he's the last of a um, dying breed. There was a time when all of us was like this dude where we all were so into the comics that we were so intrigued by reading the books to know to have that type of knowledge to know what's going on in, in modern day mythologies it's not many more mostly because there's the movies and then also it's just some of the reading hasn't been as good and did some you know the art has been a little bit more diverse than normal so you really got to pick and choose what you got and then jim lee's not consistent anymore we don't have jim lee's of this generation <coughs> excuse me anymore so it's gonna be interesting to see how I, I i if we ever get a boom period in in comic books again um the 90s was the biggest time for comics it was it was the biggest thing like before the nerd era and all the stuff the comic book era in the 90s was the biggest of all time because it was a time where comic books just started being cool and that was mostly due to the artwork of jim lee and rob liefeld and say what you will rob it, it, it he did what he did um eric larson tom mcfarlane you know all those guys like back then the, the rock stars they were making it cool to be a comic book fan because we had comics that we'd never seen before with artwork that we'd never seen before like rock star level um 
and they were just getting like, come on again. I, I can't stress this enough. Jim Lee, because of his talent, is CEO of DC comics. If that dude couldn't draw a lick, I don't think he would have gotten that deal. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I will kind of stick to that unless he has a great mindset. Like he, his artwork is Kardashian level. <laughs> okay. If that's any you describe, like his artwork is, I mean, I got four signed comics mounted on my wall with a picture of that dude on there for a reason. That is the LeBron in the Jordan of all of this industry regardless and i'm a marvel fan but you know i'm recognized i reckon even though i got all marvel comics signed up there too but um it is what it is man like jim is jim he's that dude <laughs> like say what you will about that but you know i just i haven't been into the comic book thing since because it didn't have the same vibe it didn't have the same feel some books were great some weren't and you know i'm just wondering when we can get to that point again where it's cool well, so it, we, I mean, we, we, are, we have made it normal to in, appreciate comics and, you know, recognize it as a more, a now sophisticated form of literature and art, if you will, but it's still not as popular as watching the movies, <coughs> excuse me. And I'm wondering if that will ever happen again, especially because this generation does not read. And that's the sad part. This generation does not read past 240 characters. And even when they do in a write that much, there's some grammatical errors and there's some people who just don't pay attention to stuff like that. So the reading helps. <laughs> and I wonder if we'll ever get to that point again, but I got to go back and check out this Ezekiel Sims uh, saga that involves him and all this stuff. Cause this is now playing into the cinematic uh, universe. And now that we got Madam Webb, who's like, literally, I know that I know her enough because I used to um, watch the uh, the '90s uh, Spider-Man um, the animated series, and she was on there, and she's kind of the center point of the Spider-Verse in this case. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that from there. But the movie is coming soon in 2024 but uh, release date has not been announced but rest assured i am very interested in seeing what they're going to do now granted this is not a marvel studios movie this is a sony movie which means this is a part of the sony spider-man verse <coughs> that they are doing craven the hunter is also scheduled to be coming out soon as well so um let's not forget that so um they're finally getting it out of the door and the biggest question is, is like, when does Spider-Man actually get in this, in, in, in all of this? We're not seeing any Spider-Man or Peter Parker or any of these things. We, 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 I think Ben Parker and Mary Parker are the first Parkers that the first acknowledgement of Peter's existence that we've seen in any of these movies outside. Um, outside of like the amazing Spider-Man or the Tobey Maguire universe. This is the first time we've seen it in, in Mobius. We haven't seen anything from that. We technically haven't, but, um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm really interested in when they're going to enter, actually get Spider-Man in and which Spider-Man is it going to be? Is it going to be a brand new one? Is it going to be Tom Holland making his appearance back? They still haven't, they still juggling around with that. Um, if, 
Amy Pesco, I, I, I honestly, it, I, I got a feeling Amy Pascal might try to do a whole new Spider-Man and just start it off. Um, I almost kind of say, uh, if they, I want her to do that because I don't want them to screw up what Tom Holland has done. I thought Tom Holland has done a phenomenal job in Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige and all those guys did a phenomenal job with that version of Spider-Man. I don't want them to screw it up, but they claim another Spider-Man is coming in some form or fashion. Whether Tom Holland is going to be it is going to be a whole nother thing. And time's a wasted because he's not getting any young. He's not getting any older. I mean, younger. <laughs> so um, he's still in great shape. He's still pretty young. But is he going to be wanting to do a Spider-Man film again? Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I thought he did. He he perfected the trilogies. His movies were the greatest Spider-Mans of them all because all three movies were awesome. And you cannot deny that. So we'll see how they go with that and uh, see where it goes from there. All right. Let's switch on to some video game news real quick. AEW Games provided a holiday prize in the form of the acclaimed who will be the latest DLC characters from the up um, for the uh, AEW Fight Forever game coming out this Wednesday, mind you. They are the second tag team DLC coming. The first one was FTR. This was not this was this was not one of the mentioned characters announced for the first season uh, package deal. That, like, in fact, all of the uh, season one characters are already released, but this is one fans have been anticipating. Definitely one of the two, one of the uh, tag teams they've been anticipating. So we're actually getting that. And I, they, you know what? They never stressed out whether that was going to be for free or not. Um, I got a feeling it's not. And honestly, I, I hope it is. But if they're not going to put it as a part of a, a, you know, a standalone pay package, I need them to release what this season two is going to be because they're claiming there's a lot. Season two is going to bring in a lot and people are are chomping at the bits to want to play this game again because there is something fun to play in this game it's just lacking a lot of features um i want to see match types i'm hoping for match types not just you know people no more and I, again i'll say it again no we got more than enough mini games we don't need any more mini games stop with the mini games it's done we need more match types and I think if people had more match types, I think they will, you know, they would humor the mini games. But I think the like I, I guarantee you there's not been a there's not many people are play, rather playing the game or let alone playing the mini games at that. I've even honestly I've even stopped playing the game uh at this point because I want to see what this season two is gonna be. Plus, there are other games that I'm already playing. <coughs> Excuse me. That's ahead of it. If you don't realize I got a cold. I'm getting another cold right now. So it just coughing and congesting this thing. So forgive me for that, but we are scheduled to get another uh, announced uh, a season two as to when we don't know and what we don't know as well, but we'll see. And, but for now, everybody loves the acclaim and you'll be able to love them this Wednesday. We'll talk about whether that is a paywall for that or not on our uh, next episode of select start. All right. Last thing I want to talk about this rumor. There are talks right now going on in uh, a lot of different media uh, outlets and circles about Pedro Pascal, everybody's favorite actor of 2023, in talks with Marvel Studios to play Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Now, I love, we all love Pedro Pascal. He is the Mandalorian. He is the 
my dude from uh the last of us i forgot his name already sorry i'm you know i only love the show i haven't played the game but what i can honestly say he is not and i think a lot of people have also voiced their opinion on this he is not reed richards marvel studios is known for great casting and i i I will say it's not it's not, um and not snapshot casting i would say um or hot shot casting they're known for casting the right people for the right things i don't think anybody's ever complained about any casting of anybody in the last 11 years that they've been doing these movies with that said pedro pascal as mr fantastic may not be the best idea in the world I mean, for one thing, he does not look anything like Reed Richards. And Reed Richards has a distinct look and a distinct sound. And I don't believe that he is just the person for him. I know a lot of people have voiced that too. Um, there's an outcry online right now that has talked about that. Uh, and I will say this, um, he's a great actor he's a phenomenal actor he is also an actor that can be good and very good in great roles and really good like he's not been in every every film that he's done has not been great i'll give an example <coughs> excuse me i'll give a great example wonder woman 1984. now that wasn't his fault the, that, that movie just was it was not the quality or caliber of the first movie his character to me felt like a Superman Donner film style character. It was okay, but it wasn't, it, it, it didn't do him justice. Um, what did do him justice was The Last of Us. What did do him justice was The Mandalorian. Like these were two movies that he did incredibly well, or two um, projects that he did incredibly well. And um, I will tell you, man, it, it was great. Now, it's crazy because also, we already seen Reed Richards or a variant of Reed Richards already in the multiverse when we saw John um, Kransky, uh, Krasinski from um, The Office play the role of Reed Richards and damn near did a great job and looked like he played like the ultimate universe version with the beard and everything. He did a awesome job for the little bit that he did in that in that movie. He did a pretty damn good job in that movie and um i thought that was like okay he clearly could play the role he clearly did a good job here he clearly looked the part and he acted the part why not just make him reed richards why not just like especially because you got all these different multiverse ver like i granted i know you know um marie uh, rambo also plays captain marvel a different version of captain marvel but there's a connection to that why not just give him the role people want him to play the role he already showed that he could do it and i mean just go with it man just freaking go with it like it, it, i think he'll do a great job it but pedro pascal we already seen his acting we already seen what he could do i just you don't get that vibe that he will play a convincing reed richards he i mean 
can he pull off the the american accent yeah he can with, with no problem i don't know it's just i i think this is like um this is hot shot casting I, I i don't know other way to say it this is reminds me of when the x-men when uh fox were casting for x-men and they kept they hired holly berry to be storm even though they wanted angela bassett holly berry was the biggest star you know they can think of and they wanted to play her storm because she'll bring in more eyes and i'm never a big fan of that i'm never i'm, I'm a big fan of can this person play the role like we didn't know who tom holland was before he played spider-man we didn't know um iman Valani before she played miss marvel we didn't know hugh jackman before he um he played uh wolverine they all worked they all work but having holly berry as storm and i'll give another example jennifer lawrence as mystique and then you, you you take those characters and then you change the dynamic of the actual movies and they that's where they screwed up <coughs> like all right granted in the comics storm does become leader of the x-men but it's not to like wait later and i thought they rushed that so much and that's what that was one of the things that made it bad on uh x3 that people weren't trying to hear it, it just wasn't and then i think they could have done it but like done it like a little bit later but they kept rushing things and then you had jennifer lawrence playing mystique mystique is a well-known villain in the x-men comic universe like she is one of the biggest villains from the brotherhood of evil mutants or the hell no just she was just in the brotherhood even mutants. she wasn't the hellfires club but even still she was one of their worst enemies she was wolverine's definite worst enemy and when he did first class first class was dope days of future past was great but they made her kind of the leader of this group and i'm like what the hell is going on so by the time they did dark phoenix they offed her and i'm like okay great they off the character but that doesn't still solve the problem why was she even leader of the x-men why is the the biggest villain in the x-men's rogue gallery the leader of the that would it never happened in the comics granted emma frost did become a leader in there but they didn't they never wrote mystique because she was too manipulative so was emma frost to some extent but they managed they, they never made mystique the leader they clearly made her leader because it was Jennifer Lawrence. And they thought that making her ahead of the deal would have brought more eyes and butts and seats. It did not. They knew they messed up. So I don't want them to do hot shot casting again with Pedro Pascal. You accentuate the positives, hide the negatives here. In this case, like utilize him for like give him another role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but not Reed Richards. It's it, no. I think he would make a good villain to be honest but I, I i know they're trying to strike what iron's hot with him but you may be you may be doing too much if they do that but now granted again this is rumors and this is only talks going around the zeitgeist of fandom media right now we don't know if it is but sometimes these things get out just to get a filler or vibe and right now it doesn't seem to be going in his favor uh, at the moment and it's not just because it's not the matter of whether he's good or not it's just the preferred one that he did and i think if we didn't see john krasinski do this role already 
maybe he would have had a chance but it's like why not just give that dude it why not give that dude the the opportunity he already made him read richards why not make him read richards in another in another deal like i don't understand that and it, again we don't know how far these talks are if there are any talks at all this is apparently it's just talks right now but the fact that we're getting this filler from the fans that are you know really you know voicing out against it we'll see how that goes from there i don't think with this outcry right now i don't think they're gonna to go with it so we'll see uh fingers crossed that it doesn't happen but fingers crossed that he actually gets a better role or something a little bit more distinct from there i think he could do a good role in marvel i don't think that should be the role that that it does um even dude he could do dr doom he can be dr doom i think that dr doom may be an actual like victor von doom i think he'll kill that role i think that's exactly who he should be victor von doom to john krasinski's uh reed richards that'd be dope like sorry, go with that that's what i'm that's what i want to see so we'll see from there folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and yay i'm going to get to talk about scott program takes off on netflix and give my thoughts on really really creative writing and storytelling out of this anime and we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live hey what's happening this is tc carson and you are listening to acmg's talk time live and this is kratos keep listening do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and I am thankful to talk about one of my all-time favorite comics, movies, and video games now in the form of an anime. And that is Scout Pilgrim. Uh in the latest Netflix animated series or anime series for that matter they did confirm this as an anime it is scout pilgrim take off uh, takes off i should say and i as a big fan of scout pilgrim i love it all the anime the the comic the movie in the game and officially now it has gotten it has gotten the the uh the acmg factor all around it because now this is an anime and they officially have an anime here so it's one of the rare franchises to actually have the acmg factor all around factor it's like getting an egot you know for those who don't know when you when a person wins an egot it's basically somebody who wins an emmy a grammy an oscar and a tony this is kind of like in that localized same thing like this is the this is the this is the series that now has an anime a graphic novel aka a comic and a movie and a video game it has everything wrapped into one 
so um not many i would say there's a lot of a few franchises but still not many franchises that are successful enough to have all of those aspects and that's usually when you have the four fact the four factors of fandom around you that tells you how much successful you are scott pilgrim has officially made that happen um thanks to netflix thanks to the animation studio known as science sudo uh and uh or Saru, i should say um he did a fantastic job with this because what they did here and when you look at the trailer you're kind of thinking that it's they're just it's going to be a rehash of the movie and graphic novel made in an anime form it's reprised by the entire cast and i mean entire cast everybody from the movie is in this uh anime and and doing the voices for that is including chris evans that is including brie larson that is including brandon roth uh michael sarah you know mary elizabeth winstead like anna kendrick they all love this movie enough ellen wong they've all loved this movie enough to come back with with no problem like they this is a rarity like normally when you see people do projects like this when they, when projects like this come back in some different form you rarely get to have the entire cast come back for it there's always usually somebody left out in some form or fashion not this one they got everybody there's nobody replacing particular roles that were meant for their that was for the other everybody is back i you know and many like like may whitney uh whitman came back as roxy um I mean, come on, like Gideon Graves is back, like everybody, Matthew Patel, you know, uh, Satya Bad, um, Badba is back. Um, God, it, it, I mean, they just left nobody out and everybody was willing to come back for this because they have love for this too. Especially Brie Larson and Chris Evans, their careers just skyrocketed from there. Mary and Elizabeth Winstead as well, Anna Kendrick. Like a lot of people came off hugely after this project, not maybe because of this project or whatever, but not Chris Evans and Brie Larson. They were already big deals outside of this, but man, let me tell you, the fact that they all came back and really put in that work for this shows how much they love the Scott Pilgrim um, franchise. It speaks volumes. Edgar Wright is even even uh, executive producer here. Um, it's just awesome. But what is also awesome here is the twist. So you look at the trailer and you're thinking that it's going to be just a animated a anime version of everything we saw from the movie and graphic novel. And it seems like that in the very first episode known as Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life which really does take you into everything that has happened all the way up to the scene with uh, Matthew Patel, the first evil X. And then that's when things change and you start to see little changes in between, like the change. If you're really a fan of the movie and the graphic novel, you know, if, you know, everything from almost line from line. And there were certain significant things that you start subtle things that you started seeing differently or hearing differently. Like that's the part when Scott Pilgrim is at the party and Aubrey Plaza at, at um, Aubrey Plaza's character. What is, um, she plays Julia powers and they're at Julia powers house for this party that he was not invited to. And, and Aubrey Plaza, of course, 
her role in here is going to be awesome as well. She, that it plays a really interesting thing going on here. Um, but she's the same cursing, angry, you know, uh, Julia from the movie and all this stuff. And they blurt out her stuff. Same sound effect and everything, too. Like they really left nothing out. And she basically you know he comes he comes to this party uninvited knowing that ramon is going to be there because you know he's looking for the person that was in her dreams you know the storyline from this so they meet up and they're sitting wall to wall next to each other and he there's this this is the scene where he talks in the original graphic novel and comic i mean in the movie he talks about the history of pac-man and how they got the name pac-man that line was taken out and it was replaced with the history of the Sonic the Hedgehog animated series and how there were two animated, which is very true, by the way, Ex absolutely true. Um, they had two Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons airing at the same time. It was one for local TV, like UHF TV. And then there was one for like ABC that ABC came out with both, mind you, were voice by um by Jalil White, aka Steve Urkel. I don't understand why they did this. It was just weird, but that was the that, that was the now um fun fact that Scott used to try to impress Ramona in this. And I thought like, okay, I like that they changed it around. They doing some, they taking some liberties and they're changing that format around to make it I guess look different. No, that was just a inkling, that was just a subtle change and prelude to what is about to happen throughout this whole entire thing so when you start to realize that there's some changes going on now you see that like okay what's going on is this another universe is this a what if you know and you start to figure out what's going on down the line because then after he's out hanging out with um, ramona and he dates ramona and they get into that scene where you know um they're at her house and they're cold and they decide that they want to sleep in the same bed together and all the stuff and then she he invites her to the band's performance at that club where we end up finding um matthew um where we end up finding uh matthew patel the first evil x enters and scott pilgrim and him fight originally this is the part where scott pilgrim beats matthew patel and they move on to him facing the other exes that did not happen and to our surprise matthew patel defeated scout pilgrim turned him into coinage and it changed everything the whole dynamic of scout pilgrim versus the world just changes and lo and behold this changes everything. I mean, literally just changed it. Like this became a, what if Scott Pilgrim did not win? What if Scott Pilgrim was defeated? This is the whole entire series changed from there. Now I, I know they called it Scott Pilgrim takes off. It should have been said Scott Pilgrim changes the world because that's exactly what happened here. So Ramona already, you know, feeling Scott. And even though they had one date, she was like, I don't know why I'm feeling this dude but I don't know why I'm searching for this dude, but I want to find him. I don't think he's dead. And she somehow some way she has some signs and uh, feelings that like Scott is still alive. He's somewhere in the universe or in the gateway or whatever like that. And somehow he ended up in a vegan portal, which is usually known for Todd Ingram's uh, vegan power. 
of inability, you know, Todd Ingram, AKA Brandon Roth. Um, so she is now the lead of this series. So every episode from this point on is Ramona looking for who kidnapped or took Scott. And that's when things change. Not only did it change, we, the cool part about this is that we get to see these characters in situations that we never got to see them before in the graphic novel or the, or the uh, movie like interactions and, you know, with Todd Ingram and, um, Lucas Lee, we get to see that we get to see back, you know, backstories and, and what they're doing behind the scenes or what they're doing, you know, when we're, when they're not in the midst of the evil exes and all the stuff, we get to see that we get to see, you know, Todd Ingram is, you know, dating Envy Adams. So we get to see their relationship a little bit more flourish a little bit more here. We get to see some other things going on. Wallace, Wallace is even crazy. Like he is devious as ever. Karen Kirk, uh, Calkin, I believe Colin Calkin's brother plays, um, Wallace Wells. And he was one of my, also, he was one of my funniest characters in the movie. And he is no different here. Um, dude, I, this, this here, what Wallace does in this movie is hilarious. Um, he is all up in this thing. Uh, we like, but Matthew Patel winds up somehow becoming the leader of the evil exes, taking Gideon Graves out of the loop and Gideon Graves is now no longer the, the, um, the leader of the, of the evil exes anymore, which then leads to him going for finding Julia powers and Julia powers apparently knows him from, you know, when he, before he was getting graves. So those two start dating and just all these different things happening. Now, Lucas Lee played by Chris Evans, like is a, he he's a, he, he's known to be, well, basically for those who don't know, I believe, and I'm correct on it. I'm, I believe I'm correct on this. They based the Lucas Lee character on Jason Lee, the actor, Jason Lee, um, you know, Jason Lee that from the Kevin Smith, you know, movies and, and the Alvin and the Chipmunk movies. He was a known famous skateboarder and somehow he just transitioned into an actor. So they kind of based Jason Lee's character on Lucas Lee played by Chris Evans. Chris Evans is phenomenal in this damn movie, <laughs> on this series again as well. And now he's still the famous, you know, um, you know, skateboarder slash movie star, but his decisions is killing his popularity is killing his career. And all of a sudden he gets fired from being a, from becoming a actual, uh, movie star at this point. So his, his whole dynamic change, Todd Ingram's whole role, like everybody's role in here is changing because Scott Pilgrim died or was defeated in the beginning of the first episode. And in the midst of all this knives, you know, even though she hates Ramona and all this stuff, so, you know, she ends up, <coughs> you know, changing her direction and everything. She ends up working with the, with the band trying to, um, you know, reconcile with that. And now they didn't realize that she had, you know, talent as a musician and all this stuff. So they have that young Neil 
becomes a director who directs the actual Scott Pilgrim versus the world movie. Like it, it just like everybody's role just change. It is hilarious. Johnny Simmons back as young Neil, by the way, um, just hilarious. And like I said, you know, we talk about Todd Ingram and Brie Larson's Envy Adams. That changes as well. Thanks to Wallace who just seems to be banging the hell out of Todd. He, he has a way of convincing people to, to actually have sex with him, no matter what, no matter if they're gay or not, or he, he finds out the interest within him. And Todd just happens to be the, the one that he ends up getting. So every time he was supposed to be playing the role of himself in the Scott Pilgrim movie that young Neil was putting together. And he finds his way into Todd's heart. And next thing you know, they're always in the trailer you know, doing lines, if you will, for the movie, which is them basically banging. But Envy, Envy just like, she does, like she's hurt by this because now Todd is so into Wallace. So everything just changes in the dynamic of this. But throughout this whole entire thing, it's, you know, Ramona that's trying to figure out what's going on. So she's, you know, seeking every single evil ex that she had at the, you know, her situation with Roxy also plays into this as well. And Roxy and her reconcile their situation. She also, that's the other thing. She also reconciles everything from that situation. So it's a really interesting, it, it, it's a total turnaround of everything that we know about what happened in the movie and the graphic novel. This is like another universe, but we also, and I, here's the part I've said enough. I won't spoil what happens when she actually finds Scott? Because what you think she finds, she doesn't find, and then it just, it becomes a whole different thing. So I'll at least leave that part out. But you're gonna see some funny moments, and it all makes sense out of this already asymmetrical narrative that we already know from this show. They geniusly made this work. And this is like a great what if or multiverse version of Scott Pilgrim in itself and trying to figure out who was the one who took out Scott and how did Scott, what, what happened to Scott throughout this whole entire time and whatnot. And it's just awesome. Everybody, like I said, playing their reprising their roles and, you know, celebrating the love and success of this, um, of this series and graphics now, a uh, graphic novel. I absolutely enjoyed every single episode here. It's eight episodes in here and just phenomenal. I will say this based on what happened. I didn't even mention the twins, by the way, and what's going on with them or anything else in that matter. I'll just, just, I mean, I've said a lot, but I haven't said enough. Let's just put it like that. And let's just say by the end, and I thought this was like a one-off. By the end, there's something in here that leads to believe that there's going to be a season two. And I am all for this. I like getting these guys to all come back to do one season is one thing. And I thought this is good. If this was a one-off OVA type of thing, I'm all for it. But if this is going to be another series involving everybody in the cast, bring it because at the end, everything changes and then we got something new coming and it looks like this is not going to be in this is just the beginning so please keep this going i am all for this the artwork the animation 
the acting, the portrayals, the twist, everything about this. If you're fans of Scott Pilgrim, you are going to absolutely enjoy and love what they did here. Um, Science Suru did a phenomenal job replicating the graphic novel look. Actually, I think they they even bettered it. Like, um, I thought I thought I absolutely thought that they did an absolutely great job on this um, series. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it, it, everything about it like if if you are if you're just fans of scott pilgrim then you're going to be really really great with this you're going to love this and um whew, my god <coughs> go out it with i you know thank you brian leo molly which by the way i got you got to go watch the um go to popfirst.com which is Repop's uh, deal, because he was at New York Comic Con to talk about this. It was one of the panels I wanted to go see, but couldn't see because it was interacting, I think, with Molly's uh, panel or something of that nature. So I couldn't go to see it. This is the bad part about going to these big cons is that you can't, you, you don't have a chance to go to everything. And I missed out on that, but they do have the entire thing in, you know, in video on Popverse. So you can watch the entire panel there. But Brian O'Malley, Brian Lee O'Malley, who's the creator of Scout Pilgrim versus the world. God, he's got to be proud of this. He's got to be very happy and proud of this. This was just to see his his uh, deal in anime form, along with having a video game and a movie. You just uh, you just got to love it. And I thought I thought that the anime did everything justice to everything that we love about it already. If you're a fan of this, go check this out. It, it's just awesome. It it's i can never the one word i could just describe about scout pilgrim asymmetrical because it's a plot and narrative that somehow has no business working and making sense and somehow they make sense of it and he it, it just it comes off awesome makes me want to move to canada so bad if if this was what canada is like i want to move to canada right now but um man go out of your way check this out this is one of the best reasons to own netflix right now along with all the other things that they're planning to come out with but i am so happy this is like an early christmas gift for me thank you netflix thank you brian o'malley thank you to the entire cast of the movie for reprising their roles with love this is a great love letter to everybody who loved everything about this series already. Um, and then some, so go out of your way, check it out. It's available now. All eight episodes available right now. I'm actually going to watch this again, along with the movie. I just, uh, it's that worth it that much. I, I will say this too. What I did notice, um, no use. I won't say no, but barely any use of the iconic soundtrack. Uh, which I thought was interesting. I, I I don't know why they didn't. Now, granted, um, they did use Scott the Scott Pilgrim song from the soundtrack, um, and of course, I'm sorry. Um, Envy Adams is on here, and Black Sheep is iconic for this movie. They at least did that. They, I mean, if you're gonna pick, if you if you had to pick one or two songs, honestly, I think Garbage. Um, garbage man or garbage can should have been in this too but if i had to pick one black sheep absolutely should be in this deal and there was a lot of homage being paid to the movie and the video game as well in this and along with other you know 
uh, fanfare things that were going on and other things like X-Men is somewhat mentioned here and all this stuff. And it was just great. But if you're a fan of this movie and you just you're going to be going insane for the twists and turns that is going in here. And I love it. I, I, I'm all for it. Uh, but go out of your way because everything that I said doesn't even set the tone of what actually happens and what happens at the end of this. Go out of your way. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Check it out and let me know. Let me know if you're in an ACMG Facebook group or let me know in general like what you thought of this. And uh, I just absolutely love it. So if I'm giving it a great A plus for me, A plus love this series. They did it justice. Thank you, everybody. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Um, I am going to do a select start uh on black friday um i don't know if i'm going to do a uh prime show on sunday i don't know i i, I will keep that open um but we're getting to the holiday season and thing luckily because you know everything fell into you know friday and everything yeah, i could do the select start and i got to because i did the naruto uh at the Naruto uh, game I got a review so Naruto Cross Barto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections will be reviewed during that week uh for the for Black Friday so go out of your way check it out and we'll talk about everything that goes on from there but uh Sunday we'll keep that open we'll see but I will say I am going to be on I'm heading to Canada <laughs> speaking of Canada I am heading to Canada by way of the it's canon podcast with Boris Roberto Aguilar uh from Sunday night's main event this is his standalone uh podcast that he pretty much covers a lot of the things that i cover but from a canadian from a canadian point of view <laughs> so we're gonna go i'm gonna be over there guest uh pairing over there and uh whatever i they their format is different we just talk about a lot of different things just a basically a discussion forum whereas like this is just media news and thoughts and reviews and all that stuff but going to join them i was on there before once and i had a great time doing it expect no different here so you know check out the it's canon podcast with my man boris will be there tonight um and i believe that should be there tomorrow as well so if you like this episode and every episode of acmg presents talk time live here's one central place that you could check out all of the episodes well there's more places but none easier then talktimelive.com. That's where you can find all of our past archive episodes easily, as well as your uh, video interviews that I just had with Amanda C. Miller and many, many more easily to be found on talktimelive.com. I say that because there's a search engine that I put embedded in that website and easily to find anybody by name. Uh, all of our audio uh, interviews are there. You can find that if you just want to listen to a particular interview that I have. And also I would say on the website, you can easily find out who I had on here. Cause I have a, I got a page dedicated uh, to all of the guests that I had. I list all of the guests that I had on there. So you could go to the about page of talktonlive.com, write in an about page, just a bunch of sub menus. And one of them is guest of talk time live exclusive so you'll see all the actors the game developers the artists the music artists the other great people that have been on the show and you can find them on there now with that said bob camp the co-creator rena Stimpy, and tc carson interviews are not up there and that's because i changed companies and i had to move a whole bunch of audio and migrate that to and not all of it did successfully unfortunately but um i am able to 
upload those because I still got the originals. So I will, for, during the holidays, uh, when we get close to the holidays, I will be uploading. You know what? That's what I'll probably do. I probably, you know, if I don't have a show on Prime Show, I will upload one of the past interviews that I had with one of the guests, maybe Bob Camp, co-creator Rena Stimpy or TC Carson, way back when I actually had a, a team of people on the show. Whether why I don't have a team of people on the show, that's a whole nother discussion. But that's here or there right now. That's a whole thing. Let's just put it like this. If you ever watch any uh, documentaries with um, music groups and you always see how the music groups split up, it's practically the same thing here. But it is what it is. And during that time, we had some great interviews back then um, with with some really great legends out there. So, you know, I'll be uploading that. If I don't do a show this week, that will probably what I'll do. I'll probably upload one or two interviews and, uh, you know, to, to save uh, face with that. But you can find all of those on TalkToMLive.com. And you can see the list of all the people that I've had on here. You can also see the list of all the people that I had on the uh, Repop Metaverse uh, panels that I did, which you can find on the media page as well. So just it, it's an easy way to find every episode, all of them free, mind you, that you can look at, enjoy, listen to on the road, listen to while you're in the office um, or watch in the comfort of your own you know, environment. So just all forms of fandom here and uh, stuff like that. But if you want to support this in another way, you could do so by subscribing to your favorite podcast platform and never missing an episode. Uh, we're everywhere podcasts are played. That's including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, you name it, we are there. And uh, just keep us going and keep us growing. We're here to have fun. We're here to make your lives a little bit easier. We're here to provide all of your favorite fandoms and all the people involved in the world. And for those who are inspiring artists, actors, game developers, whatnot, you get to learn a lot of things from the people who've done it and done it successfully, mind you. So go out of your way, check it out. And uh, I really appreciate all this. And I'm very thankful. And I hope that you guys are thankful for everything that's going on in your world. Because trust me when I tell you, especially living in the United States, there are people who are not enjoying life the way we are right now. And they're going through a lot of things right now. And I hope peace for everybody. Somewhere, somehow, sometime. But just appreciate what we have here and be thankful for it. And don't take it for granted. Because like I said, we could be in a very worse situation and there are people in some very worse situations right now. So be thankful and to, to, for the life that you live and the people that you let you live it. So take you from there. That will do it for me, folks. This is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life and love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live. We are ever so thankful and we're out of here. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.